What is the most inspiring thing I ever said to you? Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would, I do not do that thing. You can't triple stamp a double stamp. You can't triple stamp a double stamp, Lord. I am the smartest man alive. This is Don't Fall For That, the only podcast that researches popular fads, side hustles, and straight-up scams to help you decide if you should fall for that or not. Now, here's your host, Allie Moore. Hi, everybody. I hope that everyone is having a wonderful morning, afternoon, night, whatever time it is that you happen to be listening at. My name is Allie Moore, and this is Don't Fall For That. So right now we are nearing the end of February, which is right around the time that most people begin to re-examine their New Year's resolutions that they made all the way back in January. The most popular New Year's resolution is to exercise more, and the second most popular is lose weight. Well, in today's episode, we are going to be looking at the truth behind some of the most harmful and ridiculous weight loss scams. These scams are everywhere, And because losing weight is just so goddamn hard to do, it's clear that these scams are here to stay. Today, we are going to discuss deceptive weight loss ads, diet pills, and multi-level marketing products that like to make insane health and weight loss claims. Stick around and remember, don't fall for that. Dieting is nothing new. In fact, attempts at weight loss and weight management trace all the way back to the early Greeks and Romans. The ancient Greeks connected the body and the mind, believing that a healthy body was indicative of a healthy mind. Therefore, being fat was seen as a sign of being mentally unwell. The Greeks were obsessed with their physique, often spending up to eight hours a day working out in a gymnasium. Greek philosopher Hippocrates warned the Grecians about the negative aspects of being overweight, including unhealthy sleep, aches, and pains. He recommended that they follow a strict diet, increase their exercise, and vomit. Sounds super healthy, Hippocrates. How about we don't do that? This is exactly why Epicurus is my favorite philosopher. He'd cheer you on while you poured your second glass of wine. But to be fair, the ancient Greeks' ideal healthy body is a lot different than today's definition of a healthy body. The Venus de Milo, the ancient Grecian statue of a woman's torso, the one with the missing arms, would have the following measurements, 35-inch bust, 30-inch waist, and 40-inch hips. She would be around 5'7 and 170 pounds, and back then, she was the epitome of a beautiful, healthy woman. When Christianity spread throughout Europe, people began to concern themselves with what is known today as the seven deadly sins. In Christianity, one of the seven deadly sins is gluttony. Around 600 AD, Pope Gregory defined gluttony not just as eating too much, but also as eating wildly or eagerly or eating between meals. So no snacking. He said that picky eaters and those who just ate everything were also guilty of the sin of gluttony. During this time, being thin became synonymous with being spiritual. It was hard to enjoy your meal with the weight of this sin on your back. But it wasn't until the 16th century that the first real diet book was published. Written by an overweight Italian man by the name of Luigi Coronaro, the book narrated the epiphany he had when he was around 40 years old. Tired of being overweight, feeling out of control, 
and unable to have sex. He limited himself to 12 ounces of food a day and 14 ounces of wine, which is nearly three glasses per day. His book, The Art of Living Long, advises others to follow suit. Coronaro lived to be almost 100 years old in a time where the life expectancy was not even 40, so maybe he was onto something. In 1614, another Italian man, Giacomo Castelvetro, published The Fruits, Herbs, and Vegetables of Italy. Castelvetro criticized the English for eating too much meat and sugar and promoted the Italian way of eating fresh vegetables. He is often seen as the grandfather of the Mediterranean diet, which is known today as one of the healthiest diets in the world. Then, in 1660, famine swept Europe and people began eating what are known as hunger-suppressing foods like potatoes. Those who were overweight during this time were often ridiculed. People at the time loved to make fun of the very fat George IV, calling him the Prince of Wales. Being overweight was seen as selfish and gluttonous. The second actual diet book, published in 1730, was titled The Natural Method of Curing the Diseases of the Body and was written by Dr. George Cheyenne. Dr. Cheyenne was what we would now consider morbidly obese. He went on a diet of milk and vegetables and lost a considerable amount of weight. But the moment he went back to regular foods, he regained all the weight he was able to lose. He became a lifelong vegetarian and wrote that, the nervous diseases of men come from confined animals. I cannot find difference between feeding on human flesh or animal flesh. In the mid-1800s, thin bodies became the preferred body type for both men and women. Clothing became form-fitting for both sexes, making it nearly impossible for overweight people to wear in-style clothing. Women's dresses required a tiny laced-in waist from 1850 to 1920, and men wore tights or breeches with tight-fitting jackets until the end of the 19th century. But the mass introduction of weight loss scams occurred near the end of World War I. With the introduction of silent films, American men and women began to define their beauty standards based on these film actors and actresses. Americans suddenly began purchasing bathroom scales, vitamins, fat massages, thyroid extracts, sweat baths, chewing gums, and pills with dangerous drugs in them that were meant to curb appetite and burn calories. The ideal body was even more easily defined by the magazines that reached the masses. Magazines like Ladies Home Journal, Saturday Evening Post, and many others were littered with ads for weight loss. Some of the pills, gums, and patent medicines were incredibly dangerous. They actually contained iodine, arsenic, and other poisons. Hundreds of thousands of pills made of denotrophenol were sold during this era. Denotrophenol really did speed up users' metabolic rate, but many people who tried it died or went blind. Not a great trade-off. Denotrophenol was later banned when it was found to be a powerful carcinogen. During this time, dieters found support from the medical community, who often prescribed diet pills. These pills usually contained amphetamines and denotrophenol to increase the user's metabolism. What would become diet pills were originally prescribed for depression and had been widely abused for weight loss for decades. By 1970, 8% of all prescriptions were for amphetamines, with many sold by diet doctors at so-called diet clinics. Dr. Nicholas Rasmussen, 
estimated that about 6 to 10 billion tablets were sold every year from 1960 to 1970. At the time, amphetamines were considered a harmless and non-addictive way to successfully drop those unwanted pounds. But nowadays, we know the danger of amphetamines and denotrophenol. The obsession with dieting and weight loss is clearly not a new phenomenon, but thanks to new technology, weight loss scams have become more sophisticated and much more convincing, making them easier for the average consumer to fall for. One of the most harmful scams in the health and wellness community is the misleading nature of weight loss products and their advertisements. In 2002, the Federal Trade Commission, or the FTC, recognized the deceptive nature of these weight loss ads and began to crack down on the contents of these advertisements. During the FTC's 2002 study, they found that over 55% of weight loss ads showcased some sort of deception, including wild and unfounded claims. Nowadays, weight loss ads have fine print warnings, like the following taken from a Xantrex fat burner commercial from 2013. Individual results will vary, Used in conjunction with any sensible diet and exercise program, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. In their 2002 study, the FTC identified the following common claims to be not scientifically feasible at the current time for non-prescription weight loss products. So, in other words, if you see the following claims on any weight loss product, it's complete bullshit. Here's the previously mentioned list. Number one. Consumers who use the advertised product can lose two pounds or more per week over four or more weeks without reducing caloric intake and or increasing their physical activity. Number two, consumers who use the advertised product can lose substantial weight while still enjoying unlimited amounts of high-calorie food. Number three, the advertised product will cause permanent weight loss even when the user stops using the product. Number four, the advertised product will cause substantial weight loss through the blockage of absorption of fat or calories. Number five, consumers who use the advertised product without medical supervision can safely lose more than three pounds per week for a period of more than four weeks. Number six, users can lose substantial weight through the use of the advertised product that is worn on the body or rubbed into the skin. Number seven, the advertised product will cause substantial weight loss for all users. And number eight, consumers who use the advertised product can lose weight only from those parts of the body where they wish to lose weight. Are these fine print warnings enough to bring awareness to the deception of weight loss ads? Probably not. Since 2002, the FTC has done a better job at requiring companies to provide fine print claims, but some quote-unquote companies have found a way around this. Many weight loss products are now being sold via multi-level marketing companies or MLMs. A multi-level marketing company is one that uses distributors to sell products directly to customers. These distributors also recruit other people to become distributors into what is known as their downline, hence the multi-level aspect. One of the most ridiculous MLM companies hawking so-called weight loss products is called ItWorks. A quick glance at the company's website shows an overabundance of products with the word skinny in the title. Skinny tea, skinny brew, skinny bullshit. Every single product has the following fine print claim. 
These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Of course, it's in tiny fine print on the bottom of the pages, so when you look at the product, it's incredibly easy to miss if you aren't looking for it. So, any claim they make, regardless if it's true or not, can be made because it is followed by, there's no proof, so please don't sue us, we are totally compliant. Even though the website has these claims, many ItWorks distributors love to conveniently forget to include these claims. After all, it's harder for the FTC to regulate individual people and their claims rather than an entire company. A quick search of the tag ItWorks Distributor on Instagram popped up a photo that had the following text. If you could take one tablet at breakfast and one at lunch for the next 90 days and lose 30 pounds, would you do it? I'm looking for three reviewers. Well, no, I would not do that because that's super unhealthy. Remember our FTC bullshit claim list that included consumers who use the advertised product can lose two pounds or more per week over four or more weeks without reducing caloric intake and or increasing their physical activity? Well, 30 pounds over 90 days for three months is 10 pounds a month, which is two and a half pounds a week for 12 weeks. There was no mention of healthy eating or an exercise routine and surprise, no other FTC claims. It's also ridiculous to assume everyone needs to lose 30 pounds. Some people would be caught in a breeze or sent to the hospital with a 30 pound weight loss. It's just crazy. Another photo said, I need five wholesale product reviewers for our TFX, clinically proven, to lose 31 pounds in 90 days. Gives you energy. Take two a day, super simple. Plant-based, comment me for info. So I commented, can you link the study that shows this is clinically proven? And I was immediately blocked. The second you ask questions to back up claims, you get blocked. How does that support the legitimacy of your product? The last photo I came across was advertising It Works Slimming Gummies. The photo said, targets belly fat, clinically proven to shrink waist and hips by inches, attacks fattening calories just two gummies a day. So let's take a minute to talk about another common scam in the weight loss community, the claim that a product can help you lose weight from a certain part of your body, like your stomach or your hips. This is known as target spot reduction or target fat loss. Here's the answer. No. No product can make you lose weight from a certain part of your body. Not even certain exercises can do that. Personal trainer Licia Whitlock, an instructor at the National Personal Training Institute, explained that, Asking your body to lose fat in one area is like trying to remove a cup of water from one corner of a filled bathtub. The overall water level will go down, but there won't be a divot in one corner of the tub. Weight loss and weight distribution is based on genetic factors, and no product can bypass your genetics. In fact, a 2013 study measured the effects of exercise on the fat mass of a targeted body area. Subjects did an insane number of leg presses using their non-dominant leg over the course of 12 weeks. Despite performing between 900 and 1200 reps three times a week against very light resistance, participants saw no significant change in fat mass in the exercising leg. There was, however, a decrease in fat mass in the upper body, but nothing in the leg that did all of the work. But what about the claim that more muscle burns more fat? Well, that is true. The more muscle your body holds, the more calories it burns while at rest, known as your BMR or your basal metabolic rate. But again, this does not target any one specific area. 
if you have more muscle in your legs than in your arms, you won't have skinny legs and fat arms. That's just not how it works. Okay, now back to this It Works garbage. Another popular product that It Works tries to peddle is called It Works Carb Control. Distributors and customers, which let's be honest, they are the same thing, love to post photos of massive portions of unhealthy foods like a giant ass burrito and pizza and hamburgers and say something like, I love that this product allows me to eat like this and still lose weight. Other distributors like to claim that these pills help make them feel less guilty for overindulging. Ugh. This so-called carb blocker does not make it so that you can eat an unlimited number of calories and lose weight. Let's go back to our FTC bullshit claim list. Remember number four, where it said, the advertised product will cause substantial weight loss through the blockage of absorption of fat or calories. These pills don't work, guys. They don't work. And here's why. The main ingredient in the It Works carb control pill is chromium, a mineral that has been researched as a supplement for those with type 2 diabetes. However, the benefit is only in those who are deficient in chromium, which a vast majority of the population is not. Additionally, only 2% of chromium is absorbed by the body, the rest is expelled through waste. These pills also contain what it works calls dual action carb blocking blend, which is nothing more than brown seaweed and white kidney bean extract. At $40 per bottle, all you're buying is more expensive bodily waste. These It Works pills are also perpetuating the new fad that all carbs are bad and make you fat. This is total nonsense. Unless you have a medical disorder which makes it difficult for you to properly digest carbs, then carbs are necessary. Keto people don't come for me. Harvard Health Publishing states, carbohydrates are a major source of fuel and nutrients for our body. They should be part of a healthy diet even when the goal is to lose weight. Yes, you can lose weight and eat carbs. When adding carbohydrates, it is important to pay attention to portion size, and there are such things as bad and good carbs. Whole grain is ideal and fruits are also so important. Carbs aren't the enemy, guys. A balanced diet is ideal. But my favorite It Works product, and possibly the most ridiculous product that they carry, is the $50 Skinny Wrap. The wrap claims to tighten and tone your stomach, but it's literally just a lotion in a wrap. It might give you initial results, but they're very temporary. And for $50 a pop, no thank you. But It Works isn't the only MLM guilty of selling their scammy weight loss products. Another MLM that loves to hawk its dumb weight loss products is Plexus. Their pink drink claims to help you lose weight, but doesn't say how much weight, helps support cardiovascular health, how, and my favorite, helps maintain a healthy blood pressure in those with blood pressure already in the normal range, aka people who don't need help regulating their blood pressure. You get all this for $3 for a 6-gram drink mix-in twice daily. Talk about expensive. All this pink drink is is a caffeine mix-in disguised as a health drink. Just go to Walmart. They have caffeine drink mixes for like 2 bucks for 10 packets. You're welcome. MLM companies also like to pose as nutrition shops. The MLM Herbalife is known for hiding their company logos and trying to disguise themselves as health clubs. Too bad these health clubs aren't healthy at all. So if you don't buy products from shady MLM companies, you're good, right? Well, unfortunately, MLMs aren't the only companies peddling weight loss products. Walk into any nutrition shop, like GNC, NutriShop, and you'll find an entire section labeled weight management. At GNC, 
they have a product called Slim Vance Core Slimming Complex, which makes some bullshit claims like the MLM products did. They claim that in a double-blind, randomized, placebo-controlled crossover study, 25 subjects exercised on a treadmill on two occasions. On one occasion, the subjects took the thermogenic blend 60 minutes before exercise, and on the second, they took a placebo. When the subjects took the thermogenic blend, they burned three times more calories before, 3% more calories during, and 12 times more calories for up to one hour after exercise compared to when they took the placebo. First of all, how did they measure calories burned, and is this method even accurate? Second, 25 people is a very small sample size. Third, were all individuals the same height, weight, and did they all have the same athletic ability? Were they all the same gender, the same age? Every single one of these aspects will change the outcome of calories burned. This statement says so much, but means so little. And of course, they say all their claims are used in conjunction with their specific diet and exercise program. And also, the famous claim, these statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Also, when I clicked on the link to the study, it led me to a 404 link. So we might be enlightened enough to understand that a single pill won't make us look like a fitness model, but it's not insane to think that these products might help us lose some weight to just get a little bit closer to our goals, right? After all, many of these products are clinically proven. Right now, there are over 3,000 different diet pills for sale on Amazon alone. Many of them claim they are clinically proven, clinically shown, clinically tested, or clinically researched. But what does this really mean? Dr. Bill Sakala, an MD hellbent on debunking dangerous health claims, states, First and foremost, within the realm of health product advertising, there is no official definition or regulation of the terms clinically proven. Clinically proven can mean different things to different people and is often used by marketers to give a deceptive stamp of approval to a product which, in many cases, has no legitimate scientific evidence to support its efficacy. It is possible the company selling the supplement, infomercial, ab gadget, or balance device did a poorly controlled study where they had people try the product and then tell the company about the results. Sometimes research really is conducted, but it never appears in peer-reviewed journals. Also, according to Sakala, there are a number of reasons for this, but in many cases the work was submitted, but it was not worthy of publication. Other times, he says, the research is not submitted for review at all because the scientists know it's not up to scratch. So, in essence, anyone can throw a study together and claim their product is a miracle weight loss pill. Another telltale sign that a study is probably less than authentic is if the study is done by the company itself. Of course, the company desires a certain outcome, and this can skew the results of an experiment, or it can be incorrectly recorded to skew the data in favor of the company or the company's product. And sometimes, a diet pill or supplement can just slap clinically tested on its description with no mention of any study, which is extremely common with the diet pills found on Amazon. Clinically anything is just a buzzword used to try to feign legitimacy. Another problem with weight loss products is the fact that they are not regulated by the Food and Drug Administration. Dietary supplements, in general, are not FDA approved. Under the Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act of 1994, dietary supplement firms do not need FDA approval prior to marketing their products. It is the company's responsibility to make sure its products are safe and that any claims are true. So, just because you see a supplement product on a store shelf does not mean it is safe or effective. 
When safety issues are suspected, the FDA must investigate and, when warranted, take steps to have the product removed from the market. However, it is much easier for a firm to get a product on the market than it is for the FDA to take a product off the market. Even things deemed natural can be harmful to your body. Guys, arsenic is natural, as in it is found in nature. Natural does not mean safe. It's also very possible that the weight loss pills you take are more than just not effective. They can literally be dangerous. The problem is you just don't know what is in the pills or the powders you're ingesting. You have to trust the company to be telling the truth about their products. Many diet pills contain high levels of stimulants. The short-term effects of stimulant-type diet pills include a rush of energy, increased blood pressure and heart rate, flushed skin, dizziness, and dry mouth. Continued use of these pills can lead to insomnia, constipation, pulmonary hypertension, heart valve disease, and withdrawal symptoms if the person stops taking them. Persistent use of appetite suppressants commonly cause headaches, dizziness, and a range of bowel troubles. A diet pill overdose, while not extremely common, can be similar to a cocaine or meth overdose and can include heart failure. Many diet pills do not outright say they have high levels of stimulants, and this is the issue. So many people keep drinking their daily coffees and having their daily energy drinks alongside these pills, making their level of stimulants in their system potentially dangerous. Here's another popular scam in the weight loss community. Have you or your friends ever posted before and after photos of weight loss or muscle gains on your social media? I sure have. I was so proud of my progress and all my hard work, and it made it even better when people I didn't even know messaged me asking me, hey, what did your diet look like? If I got these messages, I know that people who post even more impressive transformations get these messages too. The problem is, it's insanely easy to fake before and after photos, and it's really easy to respond to the what did you do to lose weight messages with, oh, I took a carb blocker pill and I still ate pizza. Here are some of the popular ways people fake before and after photos. They use clothing to cover up problem areas to make themselves appear thinner. They change their poses and suck in in the after photos to appear thinner. They claim the time between the photos is much less than it really is. For example, they say that the time between the before and the after photo is two months, when in reality it is an entire year. They use old pictures as the after photo. They just straight up Photoshop their after photo. And my favorite, they use pregnancy photos as their before photo. No way you lost 8 pounds 6 ounces in just 24 hours. How did you do it? So what if you have a friend or family member who is a nutritionist? Well, in 23 states, it is legal for anyone to perform nutrition counseling as a nutritionist, regardless of national registration or licensure status. In these states, there is no legal opposition to individuals performing nutritional counseling on their own. So if you live in Texas, California, Colorado, or Arizona, you can simply like nutrition and call yourself a nutritionist. You don't need to have any relevant knowledge to advise others on how to diet or eat healthy. This can be so incredibly dangerous. I sure as hell wouldn't trust somebody who likes medicine to be my doctor. So why is anyone trusting these nutritionists and coaches? Even certified nutritionists sometimes deserve a side eye. I have seen way too many attempts to monetize their very limited knowledge by overpromising weight loss and wellness. One certified nutritionist that I stumbled upon on Instagram posted very overgeneralized foods for this illness post like the following, nutrition for diabetes, 
eggs, flax seeds, millets, walnuts. It reads like a magic witch potion for diabetes. The caption was also really misguided. It said, diabetes is a condition in which the body does not properly process food for use as energy. Please don't oversimplify very serious diseases and act like you know what the hell you're talking about if you don't. That shit is dangerous. On the other hand, in every state, a dietitian is a board-certified food and nutrition expert. They are highly educated in the field of nutrition. Through extensive training, dietitians acquire the expertise to provide evidence-based medical nutritional therapy and nutritional counseling tailored to meet an individual's needs. They are qualified to practice across a span of settings, including hospitals, outpatient clinics, research institutions, or local communities, just to name a few. There are also a crazy amount of people claiming to be fitness coaches with no relevant education or experience. The multi-level marketing company Beachbody, I know guys, another one, I'm sorry, I really dislike MLMs, call their distributors coaches, and these coaches really like to claim they are much more knowledgeable than they really are. I can't even tell you how many of these coaches post themselves working out with awful form. Not only do they have bad form, they are about 0.3 seconds away from an injury and they're attempting to teach others how to work out, what to eat, and what diet products to use. Just stop it! So with scams and bullshit just flooding the weight loss community, how can we actually lose weight in a healthy and productive manner? Well, I have a couple of favorite tips pulled from credible resources throughout the health and fitness community with a few of my own thoughts thrown in. Number one, be patient, but also be consistent. Getting in shape does not happen quickly and expecting to see results immediately is a recipe for failure. Number two, focus on results that you can see. Did you go from a 15 minute mile to a 12 minute mile? Celebrate that, that is amazing progress. The scale does not determine progress. Number three, setbacks should be expected. You are human. A few steps back does not erase all of your progress. Focus on celebrating your wins and try not to self-sabotage. Number four, eat healthy foods frequently. One of the biggest reasons we eat unhealthy is because we get hungry. Don't wait too long to eat, and if you're hungry, eat. Just make sure the snack you grab is something that gives your body good fuel, not a temporary sugar boost. Number five, do not deprive yourself, but also try not to overindulge. Moderation is key. Number six, recognize that losing weight or getting in better shape will not make you a better person and it will not make you magically happy. Love who you are and where you are and make goals that you want to achieve. Screw what society has to say about any of it. Number seven, do not take advice from people or companies who have not proven their expertise in their field, including the wellness community, without doing your own research and making sure that the advice you're given is right for you. Hell, don't even listen to me without double-checking that what I say is best for you. Number eight, understand that losing weight is simple, but it is not easy. Number nine, do not compare yourself to anyone but the person that you used to be. Number 10, question everything. Don't just take someone's word for it. Just because they say they lost 20 pounds in a month does not mean that that's the truth. And it doesn't mean that if they did lose that 20 pounds, that they did it the correct way. And last, but certainly not least, when it comes to weight loss scams, number 11, don't fall for that. 
Thank you guys so much for being here today. Please don't forget to leave a rating and or a review on Apple Podcasts. This means so much to me. And because we are such a new podcast, every rate and review just bumps us up on the charts, makes people see us, and it's just so important. So thank you to all of you who are leaving reviews. You are amazing. I want to remind everyone to go follow us on Instagram and Twitter at DFFT Podcast. All sources and transcripts for this and all past episodes are available under the episodes tab at dfftpodcast.com. If you have any questions about this episode, or if you'd like to know where I found any of my sources directly, feel free to email us at support at dfftpodcast.com and I will get back to you with whatever information you need or want. You guys are fantastic, wonderful. Thank you again for being here. Make sure you are here next week where we will be discussing the magical world of fairy tales. I'll see you all then. Bye. So while doing research, I found some of the most ridiculous weight loss products and I had no place to really put it in this episode. So I'm going to throw it in the outtakes. So here's some of my favorites. A face bra. This thing literally looks like a Hannibal Lecter mask and it's terrifying. Weight loss jewelry rings earrings you name it they are magnetic and are supposed to help open up your arteries that sounds not great there's a weird device you breathe into for five minutes every day which is supposed to shrink your stomach there is a belly button patch with this disgusting dog food looking pill that you stick inside your belly button to remove impurities it's so disgusting blue blocking glasses that is supposed to make you not hungry i wear sunglasses inside because my so bright slim cream or skinny lotion and finally an orthodontic device that prevents you from opening your mouth up further than half an inch how the hell are you supposed to brush your teeth like that or talk correctly jesus i have all of these in a video on my instagram at dfft podcast and on my tiktok so if you want to see these ridiculous things and go there and look it's it's worth it i promise